about Friends and How I Met Your Mother. I'm Dan. Hey guys, I'm Natalie. <laughs> switching things up. Yeah, keeping keeping you on your toes. Are you switching things up because we've literally switched things up? We have. We have a new configuration here. The, in the room the... in which we record the podcast, we... Here in HQ, we... Yeah, we changed the furniture around, so we're literally like... I'm I'm used to looking to my left to talk to you, and yeah. now I'm looking to my right. Yeah. Back at our old before I moved, it was like, yeah, right across the table. Well, now we have we're um, this is a guest room as well as an office and a podcast studio. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really coming along. Yeah. Um, so uh, how are you otherwise, other than uh, uh, just well, changing this room up? <sighs> Democracy is still crumbled, and we have no rights to our bodies yeah. um That's same same so, so, no, so no yeah change. no change um yeah. but yeah uh it's fine we're we're, we're grateful for what i don't know i'm just kidding <laughs> no well, i guess we have a lot to be thankful for but this isn't thanksgiving anymore we've moved on last week was thanksgiving last week thanksgiving we've yeah. moved on in one one half of the show has moved on to christmas yeah. the other half has not Did, so do they are they just ignoring Christmas or there will be a Christmas? Episode? I don't know. I can't say for sure if there will be a Christmas episode. But when we get into the how are we doing segment, we'll talk okay. about the days these aired. Okay. There was, you know, sometimes they keep pace and sometimes there's weeks apart in yeah. terms of what what time of year they are. So uh, maybe we we still have time for a Christmas holiday so. weather next week. I hope so. Um, or two weeks. I don't know. Uh, but if you don't know, this is a show in which we talk about an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother. We compare and contrast and recap and all sorts of other stuff. We're at season three, episode ten. Excuse me. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, it's season three, episode ten of Friends. Why do I do this? Season I had to. The one where Rachel quits. Yes. Season three, episode ten of Friends is called the one where Rachel. Rachel quits. Season three, episode ten of How I Met Your Mother is called The Yips. And we're gonna put a what? It's not about Darla or Dog. No, yeah. But we're gonna put a pin in the Yips for now. We'll come back to that later. For now we're going to talk about season three, episode ten of Friends, the one where Rachel quits. You need to get that? No. Alright. So we get a perk opening. Perk opening. It yeah. opens at the perk. Yep. Rachel um is bad at her job. Yeah. She's Clearly working. She's got the little like apron, apron on, but she's just sitting on the couch talking to uh, is it Her Ross friend. and Joey, yeah, or Ross and Chandler, maybe Ross and Chandler, Ross and Chandler. Um, and uh, yeah, we find out she has to retake the training she took when she started because she's so bad at her job, and everyone is like, she's incompetent, resenting her. Yeah. Um, and then we get a, uh, um, a new set because we have a wilderness girl a brown bird is what they're called in the show yeah did you see who it is it's may whitman may whitman yep uh, as sarah but did you recognize her name. like no oh i did, I did from the start i was like really? oh yeah that's way may whitman no i definitely did not um i've already forgotten what her last name is they say it multiple times in the episode tuttle sarah tuttle is, Sarah Tuttle is the character's name, uh, and and she's selling uh, brown bird cookies, like Girl Scout cookies or or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the difference, Although I guess, the the Girl Scouts are 
non-denominational, and these are very much denominational. Well, they're Christmas-based, but they also, don't forget, they have They have a, baby a Hanukkah, Jesus. But they also Hanukkah. have a Hanukkah cookie. Right, right. So yeah. they are de- they're denominational in That's that. That's multi-denominational. Mu- multi-denominational. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the Girl Scouts in America. There's no, they're yeah. secular. Secular. Um, so, okay. Answer me this. Okay. <laughs> Where are we? In this, is this Ross's building? Um, because th- um, Ross and Chandler have come back from playing tennis, and and Ross is. Uh, I think it is. I think it's um, Chandler's building. Okay, so it's the build, the, the building, the main friends yeah. that for the building that four of the six friends yeah. live in. Okay, because Ross is like showing off his tennis moves, and he accidentally whacks. May Whitman and knocks her down the stairs. Yeah. And uh, he feels terrible. Um, but we'll get to how he ends up uh, addressing that soon. Um, in the meantime, we learn that Joey, uh, as like many sporadically employed actors, has taken some seasonal work. He's he's working at a Christmas tree lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Phoebe's not happy about that. Right? Yeah. What else? Uh, there's a fun joke in here about... Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, Phoebe, ever the like fake environmentalist, <laughs> she always like, gets it a little bit off. Yeah, the things that she... Uh, yeah. That she picks and chooses. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to remember... Uh, uh, well, what was... Because the, they're all like making fun of Ross for beating up a girl, <laughs> essentially, yeah. a, little, yeah. a, a, ch- a child. And... Uh, Chandler says something about like a uh, who would like some like like cartoon like a Muppet a Muppet uh, yeah a Muppet bird was assassinated or, yeah right yeah um, uh, we see Rachel getting trained she we find out she's been doing everything wrong the entire time you know uh, uh, but what how did Gunther let it go on for two and a half years why didn't he do a training from the start but, what do you think well yeah yeah. He's but, covering for her. Right. And I think this has just gotten to a point where I don't think this is Gunther insisting on the training. I think he's been told by management, mm. by uh, Max Wright. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Elf. He said, <laughs> Gunther. Gunther. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Ross goes to visit. May Whitman in the hospital and finds out like, a really sad. Like she has a very sad life. There's like well, he's also in her like bedroom. Oh, that's right. it's not the hospital. It's a yeah. bedroom. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He goes to visit her at her home. Finds out she has a sad life. Her like parents aren't around. Her dad's a compulsive gambler, degenerate gambler, degenerate gambler. Um, and Ross wants to send her to space camp because she's a big space nerd, which is very cute. Yeah. Um, and so he he's, he ends up deciding to sell the cookies himself. He's going door to door. There's um, uh, a a uh, conversation he has, he has through the door with an old woman who lives in the house in in his in, in the house in his building, and she the voice is oh uh, I don't really know this person, but it is uh, Sandra Gould who was. One of the actresses who played um, Gladys Kravitz on Bewitched. Oh. 
So, uh, but I guess that was like a role they recast at some point. Okay. But anyway, so that's who that's who she is. But she uh, um, she passed away in 1999 at age 82. But she has a, a, an extensive an extensive uh, CV, an extensive resume. Her last ever performance was in an episode of Boy Meets World, where she played Little Old Lady. Okay. Oh my gosh, my notes just closed on me. Why is this episode so boring? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Ross is selling the, the cookies. Uh, meanwhile, Phoebe goes to visit Joey at the tree farm mm-hmm. because Ch- Joey and Chandler have like convin- convinced Phoebe something. Like, this is this episode or this storyline I didn't like because Phoebe's like supposed to be a kook, mm-hmm. but she's not supposed to be dumb. Right. They and made I, her a real ditzy. Yeah. And yeah. I felt like this thing of like, oh no, the trees want to become Christmas trees. This is fulfilling their dream and they yeah. get to see New York City and like the fact, the idea. Their destiny. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea of Phoebe falling for that is like, that's not in keeping with the character. No. She's not supposed She's not to be naive. Stupid. She's not yes. ditzy. Yes. I mean, maybe she, she is a little bit ditzy. She has. She has a skewed perspective on the world. Good, yeah, good way to put it. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that she's dumb. And this made her look dumb. Um, <clears throat> what I did like, here we... Uh, um, so Ross is fully committed to selling the brown birds cookies. He's selling them to all the friends at the perk. Well, he initially thinks he's going to, like, buy all of the boxes. And he start, he gets his checkbook out and he realizes that there she needs to... He would need. He to- needs at least two thousand dollars worth of boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so he decides to sell them himself, and we get um, some really like uh, crummy like stuff about Monica being an overeater <sighs> yeah. as a kid, which I is this. like I hated it so much. Oh, but at least if, if you knew what you had to look forward to in the How I Met Your Mother episode, this would have seemed lightweight. <laughs> I think this was worse. But yeah, that was bad too. Um, that was bad too. So, uh, but we'll get to that. So, uh, <clears throat> Monica doesn't, Monica wants very few Brombert's cookies because she knows she has a tendency to overeat when it comes to sweets or whatever. And yeah. she did when she was a kid or whatever. And Ross, just who just wants to sell these boxes, becomes like a, a pusher, offering a, her a free box yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But like monstrous, what he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Joey and Chandler kind of confront Rachel about, like, because she's so annoyed she has to do this training. She doesn't even care about the job. And and, and Joey, who knows from unemployment, is saying you have to, like, have that hunger, that fear. Um, and so they convince her to quit her job, to, to stop being complacent. Um... So she, she does. She puts in. I noticed one week. Yeah, and yeah. I thought Gunther was gonna like say something about it's it. It's typically but, two weeks. Yeah, but it was just giving my one week notice. He probably just like realized it's for the best. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so the next thing we get back to Monica and Rachel's apartment, and Monica has fully gone like uh, she's binging on she's cookies. She's fiending, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's strung out. She's yeah. asking for just a couple more boxes, man. Yeah. Uh, you gotta help me out with a couple boxes. She loves the, um, mint treasures. Yeah, oh yeah, here's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna steal your thing. Props to the props department. Yeah. These cookie boxes yeah. were such 
fun designs. Yeah. Like they looked like throwback to like 40s, 50s boxes. Yeah. And I was trying to see, because they name a bunch of the different like cookies. So there were Baby Jesus. There were, um, uh, wait, what were the Hanukkah menorahs? Hanukkah menorios, which seems like a trademark issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, yeah, there were Baby Jesus, but then Chandler says that like, what were they like? Lemon Jesus? I can't remember what exactly they were, but they each had little names. Because yeah. it was Santa Shortbread, Mint Treasure, and then um, uh, you see, this one isn't said out loud, but you see Monica pick up a box of Christmas clusters. Yeah. Which I liked. Yeah. So yeah, definite props to the props department on these, For sure. on these boxes. I yeah. loved them. Um, so Chandler, uh, having convinced Rachel to quit her job, at least helps her with his with her resume. Which he's like, I made them on my computer. Yeah, and he's he, still obsessed with ever his computer. Ever the tech guy, he like he's always like printing things and making things with yeah. fun fonts. Yeah, but isn't like it's so hilariously 1996 that of the out. six friends, one of them could be the one who has a computer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, and then Rachel like unloads on. On Chandler about how did you know why did you convince me to to uh, to do this, um, and then Joey comes in and it was fun. Like Chandler says, "Run, Joey, run!" Yeah, uh, to tell him to get out of there. Is that a reference to? Do you know the song "Run, Joey, Run" by David Geddes? It's I don't. I oh don't my gosh! It's a, like a story song. It's about a girl Can talking. You sing it? Uh, oh, what is it like? It's a girl. Clearly, it's like a teenage girl. Her boyfriend Joey has gotten her pregnant, and her dad wants to kill Joey. And she's saying like, uh, "Daddy, please don't." Da 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 da. He means so much to me. And then she turns and like Joey shows up. She says, "Run, Joey!" It's such a bad song. It's a Oof. hilariously bad song. Yeah. Um. Uh, maybe it is a reference to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then, this is so stupid <laughs> to me. Joey comes in. He's got a can of like fake snow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, "Yes, yes." <laughs> he says, <laughs> "Monica, do you want me to spray it around?" <laughs> give the place a christmas looky yeah and she says christmas cookie yeah it was it was bad but it reminds me of speaking of christmas the bojack horseman christmas episode where he and todd watched the horse and around christmas special and like on the christmas special the oldest daughter like wants a jacket for christmas and uh the horse played by bojack on the show is says something like I've heard of a one jacket mind, but this is ridiculous. And it cuts to Bojack and Todd watching it, and Bojack's like, "One jacket mind," and I had that same response, like Christmas looky. No, yeah. no one would no say one that, that. Yeah. except to set up the Christmas cookie joke. Yeah. Um. So then, okay, so Phoebe shows up. Oh right, because we missed. I, I missed the whole. Uh, oh, I didn't mention the whole thing about Phoebe finds out that the trees that don't get sold if they're turning brown and dying. They get chipped. They go into the chipper. They go into the chipper, which she th- thinks sounds happy because yeah. it's chipper. Again, she's not she's, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, so she's showing up at the, 
uh, tree lot trying to convince people to buy the dead ones. The, yeah, the dead the dead trees. Um, meanwhile, Ross goes to the brown birds meeting to brag. He's sh- he's certain. Oh yeah, I skipped. He's certain that he sold the most boxes because he was selling directly to stoners. Yeah, because he was like going to like the Pink Floyd Laser Light Show and the NYU dorms yeah. and stuff. And so he sold hundreds of like nearly six hundred boxes. I think we heard. Yeah. So he goes to the uh, meeting. The um, troop leader is played by Romy Rosemont. Uh, I didn't know her. Yeah, she's a character actor. She's been in a lot of stuff, but she is also, um, in real life, married to Stephen Root. Oh. And there's... Character actor super couple. Yes, and there's actually an episode of Friend. Uh, sorry, not Friends. That's the show we're talking about. Fringe. There's a Fringe episode in which they play a married couple. That's fun. Yeah. Um... Um, and also, so the, uh, <laughs> there's a, uh, Ross starts acting like a little kid with the girl, cause what does she call him? A, a, a scrud. Scrud? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, what does she says? Look in the mirror or and whatever. He's like, I don't need to look in the mirror. I'm looking at you. Like, yeah. You're a scrud. Yeah. So that, uh, young actress is named Kyla Pratt. Um, and, uh, she's been in a lot of stuff, but, uh, and I didn't. I only noticed because I didn't recognize her. This isn't like like Mae Whitman. I didn't recognize oh, her. Okay. But when I was going to IMDb to look up Romy Rosemont, I saw the picture of Kyla Pratt and it's her current picture, and I was like, "Oh, she looks familiar." Wait, let me find it. No, is that no, funny? I don't think it's something you're gonna. Oh, okay. But the main thing I could find that I would know her from. Do you remember the Insecure episode where Issa and Molly sort of? Uh, they meet a bachelorette party and end up tagging along with them all day. Oh, okay. So she's one of the... She's the okay. the, the bride-to-be okay. in, in that... You remember that episode, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the main thing I know we're from. Okay. Uh, so then Rachel's still working <laughs> working her one week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but she's, like, mad that they've already hired... They're already replacing her. They've already hired a new waitress. Uh, but then she... Um, I'm getting things out of order because she didn't give her retirement speech yet. Next, we get to uh, Monica and Rachel's apartment, and like Monica and Rachel have bought all the dead Christmas trees. It's mm-hmm. like, or Phoebe bought them for them or something, but it's. Well, no, uh, they did it as a surprise to Phoebe. Remember when Phoebe okay, walks in and then they right. pop out and say, That's right. Merry Christmas. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of popping out and surprising people in this episode because yeah. it happens in the tag, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they got all the dead Christmas trees. Um, I I took terrible notes because I keep leaving stuff out. Because Rachel, at that point, Rachel gets a call. Rachel gets a call about the job. So I missed before that Joey was like, I got you a job interview with Fortune Out of Fashions. Yeah. My dad was doing their plumbing or something like that. Yeah. So she gets the job, which leads to her on her last night at the perk giving a big speech. Which is funny. Like, imagine you're a customer there that night, and you're like, what? what is going on? Because she admits to, like, sorry, I didn't know the difference between decaf and regular, and these are all people, like, drinking coffee. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that joke. Well, uh, maybe I'll save it for funniest moments. Okay. There's another one uh, later about the decaf, or it came earlier. Uh, and here we get a funny, like, uh, uh, smash cut, because she ends her speech was saying i know at least i know that i'll never have to brew another cup of coffee and it cuts to her first day on the job right and her new boss shelly berman larry david's dad in on curb your enthusiasm do you remember 
Yeah. In yeah. the early, I mean, Shelley Berman is also old school stand-up comedian and, yeah. and, and all this stuff, but he's... Worst built. Yyah but to, I think, our generation, he is maybe best known as Larry David's, TV Larry David's dad on on Curb Your Enthusiasm, is telling her, like, how to make the coffee for the office. Yeah. Like, she's clearly starting on the ground floor at Fortune. Made worse by saying um, that she should reuse coffee filters, which is totally gross. Uh, yeah, pretty gross. Okay, um... And then we get a very cute tag at the end. Very cute. Props uh, to the props department. Yeah, where um, Joey and Chandler have decked out their apartment to turn it into a mini space, space camp, camp so that Ross can do something nice yeah. for Sarah Tuttle, a.k.a. AKA Mae Whitman. And my first, when he's like walking up the steps to go into his apartment, my first, or to their apartment, my first, for a second I was like, where are her parents? And I was like, oh, right. It's established. She is yeah, her parents like, don't care about her. latchkey kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I liked about this is, like, there were jokes in it. Like, they're pretending to be aliens. And then Ross is like, watch out, there's a comet. And he, like, <laughs> bounces a soccer ball off of Joey's head or something. Yeah. Like, there's funny stuff. But I like that the joke wasn't, it wasn't the little girl being like, uh, these men are weird. Like, she loved it. She had so much she fun. She was having a blast. Yeah. The I chair, liked that. that. The recliner cool. was like covered in foil. Yeah. And they decorated it all with like blue lights and lava lamps and stars everywhere. It was very, very cute. Although I thought like if you want to do something nice for Sarah Tuttle, like buy her a TV. <laughs> She's home all all day by herself. Yeah, but her dad would just sell it. Because remember that, like, yeah, the yeah, second yeah, yeah. prize yeah, was, was a 10-speed bike. A bike, but yeah. she was like, I'd rather have something my dad yep. couldn't sell. Her dad would very, definitely sell the TV. It's very sad. Dark, dark. Yeah, French doesn't usually go to the dark joke yeah. well, but I kind of liked this. They were funny jokes. Yeah. Uh, well, do you have any other sp- stray observations about um, the one where Rachel quits, or should we move on, move on to funniest moments? Let's move on to funniest. Okay, well, um, I only have one. Well, no, now I have two, because I also have the oh, other I have, one I like, quite a, quite a few. Okay, well, I'll start with my one. When Phoebe is talking about the terrible things done to these trees, yeah. and she asks Joey, how do you sleep at night? And oh, he goes, yeah. well, I'm pretty tired from lugging the trees around. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, similar um, Phoebe moment. Um, when they're at the Christmas tree farm, I believe, and she says, like, oh, I get, like, really emotional around the holidays. <laughs> this is a good and Monica was like, oh, is this because your mom committed suicide? And she's like, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't even thinking about that, is what she said. Uh, the other joke I like that I'd forgotten to write down, if you mentioned it, is when Gunther's like, remind me to re- review the difference between the regular and decaf uh, coffee pots. And she was like, do we have to review it? Can I just read the handles? And Gunther's like, Gunther's like, you'd think. Yeah. He had a lot of good one-liners. He yeah. at one point says, good one. And I don't remember what he's referring to, but he says, good one. And then another time under his breath, he says, okay, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> to Rachel. Yeah, that's a good one. Good one, Gunther. Do you have more funniest moments? Yeah, this was another Rachel one when um, he's explaining that the trays go in this spot. And she's like, everyone was talking about tray spot, but I just thought it was a club everyone was going to. <laughs> it's sad that she didn't get invited to the club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I have more. I have more. This is going. another Rachel. Yeah. Um, this is when she's talking about like being unemployed. And um, I think Chandler was like, well, you haven't like 
sent out a resume in over a year, and she said, well, I've been sending out good thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Which is fun. Yeah, kind of uh, predicting the secret. Yeah, yes, uh, yes. Ten, ten years early. Vision boards and... Yeah. Um, uh, I also liked Phoebe's um, after... Uh, Rachel announces that she got the job and then, you know, it's after all the like dead trees in the apartment yeah. and she says, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yes. All right. So this one I have endless. So oh, okay. such a fashion heavy episode. Okay. So I'm just going to go chronologically. Okay. The first one I noted, the very first scene, Monica is wearing a bright orange, like pleather shirt jacket yeah. over Plaid. like... But again, like orange and green plaid, yeah. like so bright and colorful. Yeah, we've not seen it. this one before. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, Gunther's tie was good. Okay, I didn't notice it. Um, yeah, it was like green and purple. Um, also in the first scene, Phoebe is wearing a like brown long sleeve blouse with like daisies all over it. Mm-hmm. It was cool, kind of mm-hmm. like a big collar. It had that kind of like. It was a very 90s in the sense 70s. that it looked like a 70s yeah. throwback, yeah. but from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that Rachel's interview look was very smart. Okay. It was a sharp look. It was all like taupe. It was like a mini dress with a like a jacket over it. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of work-related clothes, I love Joey's hat oh, that yeah. he wears. He, he has a like a snow hat. checkered hat with like the ear flaps. Yep, like a Fargo hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it had little like <gasps> checks. Also, it. the um, chipper. Yeah, Fargo. Yeah, a lot of Fargo references. I guess it's just cold weather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, do you have more? Because I have more. Um, they love uh, Rachel's nipples to be apparent. <laughs> <laughs> do they not? We do. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have. And I've like specifically said that I don't want to make a habit personally of me of like okay, so pointing I'll, it out, but yeah. you can point it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they definitely uh, definitely do. We're ready to go. <laughs> Headlights on. Headlights on. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to do a couple more that I liked, and then I'll end with one that I don't like. Okay. I really liked. Um, I think it's the second time she goes to the tree farm. Um, Phoebe's wearing like a sort of like rust colored pea coat and she's got like mustard colored gloves on mm-hmm. that look leather, by the way, which is like, like you're saying, like, yeah, pick, she's, oh, like yeah. maybe they're, maybe they're fake leather. Uh, and then speaking of warm, you know, outerwear, uh, Ross wears a like very puffy sort of green corduroy uh, coat jacket okay. thing to the brown birds meeting and then he's wearing it again later in the episode the last thing i'll point out that it was very 90s in a way that i hated um chandler is wearing a uh brown button-up like unshirt untucked like basically bowling shirt style with one just like long orange oh, vertical stripe yeah. along the left yeah, side i did notice that's that. Like we've talked about how some stuff that's very 90s has come back around to being like cool again yeah. but that like swingers bowling shirt like thing yeah i still hate it yeah i mean there was a time at the time i probably thought it looked cool but it was but like I, that has 90s not been style referencing like a 50s style so it's like yeah there's a lot of backwards looking style in the 90s yeah but yeah i that that look i don't i don't like yeah 
Uh, any anything else? Should we move on to um, what do we do after this? Uh, running jokes, Theme. motifs, yeah. foreshadowing themes, these sort of things. Yeah. So yeah, we already we should talk- come up with a more concise name for this. Yeah. Um, maybe. Um, we should try to think of something that's like related to the show, right? Or one of the shows. Okay. Let's let's, let's brainstorm. Think on that. Or listeners, listeners, call to action. Call to action. What uh, should that segment be called? Yeah. Themes, patterns. Um. Uh, f- friends, <laughs> follies. Um, um, speaking, by the way, of listener interaction, we had a couple listeners uh, point out, uh, you know, reach out to correct me. Well, I didn't not to correct. I didn't say this, but I couldn't tell um, what. Uh, what Monica said last week when oh, about the right. Geller Bowl that I yeah. thought she said we were, we were both six. Yeah. It was Geller Bowl six is yes. what she says. And I want to point out specifically um, uh, Heliar um, from Norway. Uh, uh, Thanks for looking us. out. Yeah. Yes. Well done, Heliar. And, uh, and Jackson on Twitter both pointed out separately to me that it's Thanks Geller Bowl six. Thanks for looking out. So yeah, Jackson and Heliar. Way to go. Um, yeah, and if you write into us or tweet us or email us, then you might get a shout out. If we remember. If we remember. If yeah. Davey remembers. Uh, <laughs> so back to our um, unnamed yeah. segment um, yeah. Rachel's incompetence, which we talked about. Um, there was some uh, misogyny. There was like um, shrieking like a girl when they were making fun of. Um, they're making fun who, of the way that Chandler plays. Of yes, was it tennis or yeah, it was tennis, right? Yeah, or was it uh, racquetball? I feel like people I mean, in movies and TV always play racquetball. Who's to know the difference? Well, if, I would say uh, I I've never played either. Racquetball looks more fun to me. Oh, is that that's, that's the shared the shared wall? You're in a room. It's yeah. an indoor game, yeah. and you're bouncing things off the. It's an indoor gym. Yeah, and you, oh, yeah, it's. Yeah. In like eighties movies, every like high powered executive yep. would like go play racquetball. Yeah. And the game usually gets kinda tense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or in if it's like Splash, they're like talking about dames or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because John Candy and Tom Hanks right. in Splash play yeah. racquetball. Yeah. Is Splash a good movie? I, I was feel, just I thinking being that. Stupid. Should we watch it again? Yeah, let's watch Splash at some point. I feel like it's probably not good. But it's also Tom Hanks and John Candy and Daryl Hannah. Like, it's got some things going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, fat phobia. We've already talked about eating disorders. Um, yeah. Phoebe being ditzy. You, did you say Rachel being bad at her job? That's Yes. Yeah. I said Rachel being incompetent. Right. That's what you said. Yeah. Well, then. Uh, should oh, we... also. Also, oh, I have another one. Um the fact that uh, Chandler and the gang, we learned that they've never paid for coffee when Rachel works, which is yeah. them being a bad friend, but also like you're taking up all of this space of yeah. this local business. Yeah. And no you're wonder not Max even, Wright wants her out of there. You're not even paying for it? Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Oh, did we mention as far as running motifs? We have to come up with a name. Yeah. Um, Gunther being in love with Rachel. There's obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of them are so obvious that I forget to even write them down. Yes, but we should true. try and like 
keep track of these things. Okay. Uh, all right, well, should we take a break? Yes. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Okay, we're back, and we are ready to discuss How I Met Your Mother, Season 3, Episode 10, The Yips. Natalie, take us away. Okay, so uh, Ted is um, telling his um, children about um, how gyms are a ripoff. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it starts, like, he realizes that he needs to go to the gym because yeah. he orders a pizza and he forgot his wallet, so he has to run to his bedroom to get the wallet. And he's winded when he goes back to the pizza delivery guy. Yeah. And then he left his coupon and he's, you know, so then yeah. he realizes like, oh, I need to go to the gym. Do you have, uh, I mean, you're, you and I are both in decent shape because we both like go on long walks and exercise, but I am also still kind of a smoker. I know it's bad to say it. I, yeah. I, I, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. So I sometimes do have. Uh, things that I'm like, I shouldn't be. Well, winded. we have like, a lot of stairs in our home, and sometimes, yeah. like, I get winded going up the stairs. No, the thing that happened, you know, the other night, because we were talking about um, turning this room into more of a guest room, we got rid of a futon. I had to take it because you scheduled with the city a bulky item pickup. And so we had a friend over, and, and he and I carried the futon down to the streets to be ready for pickup the next morning. Yeah. And I do remember thinking, like, I just carried a not that heavy futon, not by myself, a total of. 30 yards yeah. I shouldn't be like and I wasn't like Ted I wasn't like I had to bend over and yeah. catch my breath but I was like that took too much out of me yeah I, like that that shouldn't have taken so much out of me yeah but I think it's more about the smoking thing than than stamina because I go on a three mile walk every morning yeah. it's, and it's just it's, like yeah if yeah. your body's acclimated to it like for example I used to like my office mm -hmm. I work on the fourth floor I always opted to take the stairs every day mm -hmm. um when i used to go into the office five days a week or four days a week it would be yeah. fine but like yeah. since the pandemic i only go like once every few weeks so it's always like <sighs> oh, i'm on the yeah. third flight and i'm like how do i do this every day well I, yeah i um because i take uh public transit a lot to work and when i get to i'm not going to say too much about where i work um, but when I get to the Wilshire and Vermont, uh, Angelinos maybe might care about this. Yeah. The Wilshire and Vermont, uh, uh, stop. Station. Yeah. Um, th these people don't know the way that LA, if, if you if you don't, if you when you think of a subway stop mm -hmm. and you think of what you've seen in like New York or Chicago, yeah. that's not what LA's subway stations look like. They're, massive decorated like cathedrals that each have their own theme and yeah. they're but they're also like pretty impressive they're very impressive and they are also way 
down. Like you, it's a long way down. Yeah. And so I do Wilshire run in particular is a long way down and I do take the stairs all the way up to the street. I don't take, that's a lot. Yeah. I don't take the escalator. I used to do that, um, for our North Hollywood stop and I'd be, I, you know, always challenge myself to take the stairs if I could. Yeah. But I think, not that I'm bragging, but I think the stairs from the Wilshire and Vermont to the street are like twice as big as the North Hollywood ones, which is, which is something because those North Hollywood stairs are not, that's not a short staircase. Yeah. Anyway. So I try to, yeah, I try to avoid escalators, but also because is part about exercise. This is me going to get on like one of my like weird hills that I'll die on is that I feel like I want there to be public service announcements about escalator etiquette, which is stay to the right, stand to the right, walk to the left. That's it. Yep. That's all you have to do. Stand if you if you know, you don't have to if you want to treat the escalator as a little ride, or obviously if you have some sort of uh mobility issue or whatever and it's easier for you to just stand still, that's, that's fine. fine. Stay to the right. Just stand to the right. Yep. So people who are in a hurry or, or want to keep moving can go up on the left. Yeah. Stand to the right, walk to the left. That's all you gotta do. When I was in London, I mean there are like reminders for everything. I know. Yes. There's you know They're we, on the walls. We mind the gap. Yeah. And stay to the right. Yeah. Slower traffic, stay to the right. Yep. All right. Uh, sorry, I, we got you. So, not McLaren's opening. Or We're in I. the apartment. Ted's winded from... From, uh, the, from the pizza. From running to get his yeah. wallet in the other um, room. And then, so then we are at McLaren's with the gang, and they're all talking about um, beer weight and that they should all join the gym. And Robin says something like, we could just stop drinking beer. And they all laugh about that. Yeah. Um, so then we are at the gym. And they all join the gym. They all join the gym. Marshall. Now, you um, skipped over the grossest, how they got to the gym, this particular gym. The grossest thing that happened in either episode is. Oh, God. Barney. Yeah. So, Barney recommends a gym. Right. So Barney recommends Total Rip Fitness. <laughs> and it's a fun name. he's talking about his um, investment. So he essentially invests attention into heavier women who he thinks are going to be hot when they lose weight. And then they're going to remember how kind and much attention he gave them. And then date but, yeah, him bef- if they're hot unquote, enough. Like before they were hot. Before they were hot. Ugh. Yeah. So it's. Extreme fat phobia, misogyny, it's everything objectified. And the way that they're staring at these women's bodies, it's like Ted too. Like Ted should be, we already know Barney is shameless, but I feel like Ted I think, should know better. I think I've been saying this a, a number of times in the third season, that part of the story of the third season is that Ted is not any better than Barney. He's not, yeah. 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 And yeah, possibly worse because he thinks himself. Yes better yeah at least there's a certain honesty yeah <laughs> to um uh but um but then robin makes some joke about like getting in shape so that she can <laughs> beat up barney yeah yeah <laughs> which um, barney if you notice again i always point out little like chemistry between robin and barney barney like likes the joke yeah he's into yeah, it yeah um, so Marshall, uh, signs up for a personal trainer. Her name is Trish. She's like a real drill sergeant. Yeah. This actress is fantastic. She's great. She I, looked a little familiar to me. I couldn't find out any, find anything she okay. was in that I knew, but, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll call out her name in a, in a second. Okay. Uh, um, 
But I also wanted to call out something here where Marshall's being, like, awkward around her, clearly because she's, like, hot. Yeah, and initially um, Lily is uncomfortable with Trish being so hot. And then Marshall, I was going to point out, Marshall makes a joke that is, like, now completely dated when because Trish is, like, questioning his commitment to his body. And he says, I'm so committed, I'm going to drive to Vermont and have a commitment ceremony, which is, like, pre-gay marriage being uh, legal I didn't even everywhere for the time being. Well, Fucking speaking Supreme of things Court, we'll that don't age well, the whole joke was that Robin looks like a lesbian prison guard. That was like the joke of like when she goes to the gym, she doesn't wear makeup and she looks too masculine. She's or not she wearing looks, like form fitting. Like yeah. Lily's still like trying to look cute or whatever. She's still wearing she, like, makeup. She looks and, great, but like, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter what you you can go to the gym in a full face and a wig and you know you could do whatever you want at yeah. the gym you could wear no makeup or all the makeup it doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter but they're all making fun of Robin for not being yeah. as feminine as they want her to be yeah Barney says oh hey dude I'm Barney <laughs> which is <laughs> if it was just like an actual dude that's a funny thing to say <laughs> yeah um and then, yeah, there's, like, a joke about, like, Ted not having any more, like, sexual attraction to her because she's, like, sweating. And that is another masculine yeah. trait for a woman to have. At least she gets back at him on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Later. Um, um, so, so, sorry, Meredith Roberts Quill. Uh, she's been in, like, an episode or, or two of... Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just figured out why she's so familiar to okay. you. And she's so familiar to me, too. I okay. can't believe I didn't... Okay. She's Veronica Mars's boss when she works at the coffee shop. Who we, you and I talked, not obviously on the podcast, because we, we, we recently watched Veronica Mars. Yeah. And I pointed out that the character never has a name. She's referred to in the credits as cute as a bug manager. <laughs> <laughs> she is as cute as a bug. So you were, you were right. I was right. To say that Meredith Roberts Quill looked familiar because we were, by just, I mean, like, 2021 like yeah. within the last year yeah we watched veronica marsh for the first time and i remember talking about cute as a bug manager yeah so that's meredith robert's quill good for her yeah and good for us for well, figuring you it out uh well for me for identifying it and you for getting to the bottom of it okay um so we also see um Rhonda works the smoothie bar at the gym and ted Admits to everyone that he lost his virginity to her. Barney. Barney, sorry. But he doesn't admit, because remember season two, there was a whole episode where everyone told their story, and he talked about losing his virginity to his mom's friend, Rhonda. Yes. Yeah. Um, And And she's played by Stephanie Farrisee. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. That's okay. I'm I'm so used to it in life, on the (laughs) podcast. Um, Um, Stephanie Farrisee. I'm assuming you must have recognized her. She's in lots of stuff. Yeah, but what she's in, particularly speaking of John Candy, she's John Candy's <gasps> wife in The Great Outdoors. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yes, she is. Okay. Um, so we get a lot of um, Barney flashbacks. Um, and we even get to see James, his twin brother. Before he was out of the closet. Before he, Pre-gay is what. <laughs> yeah, Barney says before he was gay. Before he was gay, which. <laughs> but at least I think that in that one, the... The That's show the knows that Barney's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess in his other monstrous ways, the show, like, still knows that Barney's a monster, but it doesn't make it less... that much less gross. Yeah. But to me, the, that, the joke of that was just Barney's an idiot. Right. So, um, 
we get a flashback from 1998 when Barney is with Shannon and she breaks up with him, um, which we already have seen. Um, yeah, I think they just used clips. From they that. used clips from that yeah. same episode. Yeah. Um, but we get like him crying to his brother James about how like he's going to die a virgin and he's so sad. And then um, James um, convinces manmaker Rhonda, <laughs> Rhonda manmaker, <laughs> yeah. um, to not only sleep with him, but then tell him he's like the best lover she's ever had. There's also like a really uncomfortable scene of Rhonda like being inappropriate with children and telling Barney's trashy mom like how she sleeps with the the delivery boy and the gardener and the yada yada. But she has a cute thing that the the paper delivery boy I let him throw one into my hedges or uh, I let him the pool boy I let him snake my gutter or something yeah like but that. she didn't have a funny one for the the, the chinese delivery because it was just 20 minutes ago yeah, that so she has a funny a, joke. yeah that was funny um so yeah in barney's mind she says oh that was like the best you're the best lover i've ever had yeah. you rock my world um we learn later what actually happens is that james mm. pays her and she's she just kind of like says it and he hears it you know how he wants to hear it yeah yeah. Um, and that was the beginning of Barney's trajectory as a um, Armani-clad, awesome, whatever. Is that what he said? Yeah, something okay. about Armani and being awesome. Um, okay, so uh, they're all at McLaren's, and Marshall's saying, like, I need to quit this training. Um, Lily calls her and, like, cusses her out and like steps up to her to Trish. Okay. Yeah. Um, to try to stick up for Marshall, but then she fails. It backfires. It backfires. Um, I forget where in this scene there's like, uh, Lily has her own trainer that's stretching her out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and there's all these like super sexualized stretches that he's doing with her. And we find out that he's not affiliated with the gym at all. Yeah. Which is gross and sad. Yeah. Um, the actor's name, by the way, is Mick Harity. Okay. That was funny. Yeah. So um, how does this happen? Um, Barney somehow gets tickets to the um, Victoria's Secret fashion show. Because by this point, he has acknowledged that he has the yips, that his, his right. I lost for, his confidence. Right. about the whole title of the episode. Because, yeah, James, who introduces him to the concept of the yes. yips, and now he's like, this is my problem. I've right. lost my confidence. I have the yips and I can't hit on women. Yeah. So to to bring himself out of the funk, he gets tickets to a Victoria Secret. Secret. Yeah. And so party. this is a concept. The yips I had never heard of. You explained it to me last week what yeah. it was. So when like a professional like a um, or a, ice skater like forgets yeah. the triple axle last minute. That's or, one of James's, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, because he, of course, <laughs> he's turning gay. <laughs> right. Um uh, so we're at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Party. This is, I guess, pre-show, I guess. Oh, I thought it was post-show. Okay, maybe post-show. Because I guess I don't imagine, like, Victoria's Secret models drinking and drinking eating hors d'oeuvres before, that's before true. the show. Yeah, that's true. They probably don't eat a thing. Yeah. Um, but these are actual, like, Victoria's Secret models. I didn't and I know recognize, that. like, Five out of yeah. Wow, I did. I did not. Yeah. I only because I saw. How do I know all of the Victoria's Secret models? I've never known models since like 
Cindy Crawford. That's do you never saw the catalogs when you were young? No, or I mean, but this is when I'm yeah, I would have been in my twenties here. I'd... But when you were young, you, you like your mom didn't get the no, your mom wouldn't. No, I didn't get any Victoria's Secret. Okay. Um, yeah, she or wouldn't... even your sister, because it was like Delia's phase, where I would get Victoria's Secrets and Delia's and Alloy. I, d- I, I no? don't know. Okay. Do you want me to read the names of the models that appear? Because I want to know which ones you recognized. Um, or but maybe you didn't recognize them by name. So here are the I models. I used to know the name. I mean, here are the models that appear as themselves. Alessandra Ambrosio. Yep. Salida Ebanks or Ebanks or Ebanks, I'm not sure how you say it. Uh, Miranda Kerr, or Miranda, Miranda Carr. Kerr, yeah. Uh, this one I at least know the name, but I didn't recognize her. Because Miranda uh, Kerr dated um, someone famous, or she's married to someone famous. Um, well, now you've got me curious. Is it Orlando Bloom? It very well could be. Miranda. Yeah, Orlando Bloom. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, the other one I recognize, or the name that I do recognize, even though I didn't recognize the person, Adriana Lima. Yes. I've definitely heard that name before. Yes. And then Marissa Miller uh, is the last one until the big one. Yeah. Um, Alessandra Ambrosia? Is that, that's Ambrosio. the one who's, um, like, Brazilian is her first language, I think. And yeah. so they make a joke about, like, oh, you can't fuck it up with her. She doesn't speak English as a first language. Yeah. So, um, but he still managed to. Well, it's funny because he, like, says something dumb. And then it turns out, oh, I don't know that right. reference. She didn't know. Yeah. And then Barney, like, doubles, doubles down. down and, like, makes an even bigger fool of himself. Yeah. Like, he starts, like, honking her breasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Heidi Klum is um, helping him with the yips, actually, because they, like, walk over to her, and um, she gives him, like, a pep talk. Like, you just need to get your confidence back. Like, find, like, where this started and redo it. Like, kind of, like, you have to have sex with Rhonda again. You have to. Yeah, like, I love that Ted is telling Heidi Klum yeah. personal details about Barney's life. Yeah. <laughs> and she just rolls with it. Yeah. And then she exits in the only way that Heidi Klum can ever exit. Alphita Sane? Alphita Sane. Yeah. Yes. It makes me miss Project Runway with Heidi Klum. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, what if I were to get like... The uh, what if I said that Carly Kloss is my favorite project on my host? Yeah, it'd be a problem. <laughs> it'd be a problem. But you know, there's people who do that sort of thing just to be like, uh, oh, actually, my my favorite James Bond is George Lazenby or whatever. Yeah, yeah. just to be a contrarian. Yeah, I think I might I might start saying that Carly Kloss is better than Heidi Klum. You did love her. Well, we she's from St. Louis. Oh, that's why I forgot. Goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Barney, in hopes of getting his um, confidence back, he goes and visits Rhonda, and she kind of says, like, um, let's just... Ha- oh, she... Oh, no. It's at McLaren's. Well, oh, first, no. First, first Barney goes... Because she works at the gym. Goes to first her he goes, house. then she comes Props to, the, to the props department. Uh, Rhonda's apartment is absurd. And it's, like, decorated in the same, like, 80s style. Yeah, it hasn't as, changed a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he is trying to sleep with her. And she said that she's a different person. And she's now into 
Indian casinos. Yeah. And um, and then she just says, let's just like have a conversation, like play cards yeah. and like play go fish like they did when he was younger and just enjoy each other's company. And that doesn't work out. And they do end up sleeping together. Yeah, because even Rhonda's bored by that. Even she's bored. And it turns out that he is a great um, love maker. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the world's great lovers. Yeah. Um, we are back at McLaren's with the gang, and they all say that they're all done with the gym, right? Well, though they all say, they all say that they're getting into the gym. And oh, then that's Bob right. Saget said that's right. We never went to the we gym, never went again. To the gym yeah. again. Um, yeah, and I think that was the end of it. Yeah, I think that's the tag at the at the end there. Okay. Um, wh- what am I missing? Uh, I've got nothing that that you're that you're missing here. Okay. Um, so funniest, I have a few. Yeah, go ahead. You you go first. I only, I only really have one. Neither of these episodes I found super funny today. Um. Yeah, there was just a few. Um, when pre-game pre-game James says <laughs> um, when Rhonda's trying to sleep with him, he says, "Oh no, I have a girlfriend." Hers is the only vagina for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny thing to say. <laughs> um, uh, my favorite is actually a uh, Heidi Klum line. <gasps> I have one of those, too. When she's done with her pep talk, and then she says... I see little hamburgers. <laughs> I see little hamburgers. I love little hamburgers. Yeah. When did we start saying sliders, though? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I feel like... When I was a kid, people didn't say sliders unless you were specifically referring to White Castle. White Castle little burgers were called sliders. They were like branded. I don't know if it was, but maybe in my head I thought it was. But that that was the only time I ever heard a burger called a slider up until my 20s was White Castle. And then they just started being called sliders. Why are they called sliders? I don't know. I guess because they just slide right right down your throat. throat. Not mine. (laughs) Um... I also had, um, when Heidi Klum was giving Barney the pep talk, <laughs> she says, maybe you should, like, open up to somebody. This is a good one. And then he said, maybe you should open up to somebody. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad at myself I didn't write that one down. Yeah. That was a good joke. Yeah. Um, also, let's just give some props to the props department. We already talked about the um, the 1980s decor, but there was a beer called Winterbush <laughs> on the table. I for, I couldn't see the other one. There were two different beers. One was Winterbush. Winterbush is very funny. Yeah. Should we move on to How I Met Your Mother Would Make It Fashion? Uh, yeah, I only have one because oh, really? the fashion is so bad on this show. I only got one good one, and then I have some... Oh, some notables. Okay, some, yeah. I liked Lily's uh, blue palm dress. Yeah. That was my only good one, too. Yeah. Was it a whole dress? Because she's sitting down. I thought it was just the top, maybe. Oh, I think Because I wrote top, but... I think we saw it from the side. I think it oh, was okay. a dress. It could sense. be wrong. It makes sense. I believe you. Uh, so, fi- it, I, I have to state this delicately. That, like... They spend so many time, so much time making jokes about Robin like not being attractive when she's like out of her clothes and makeup, mm-hmm. and then they put her in this like 
Sarah Plain and Tall type of outfit where she had like long like sleeves and then the little like strap and yeah. she looked like a like a prairie woman. Yeah. I it's it's weird that that's where they went to like after doing that to be like okay, Robin's back in her hot look now. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like a school mom. Yeah. Uh but that definitely pales in comparison to the like fucking what is that like Sergeant Pepper top that she's wearing at one point yes. that has like the buttons and the cords across the chest? It was oof. Yeah. Oof, that was bad. Um I guess I liked Barney's sweats. This is a it's rare that we mm. see Barney yeah. out of his out of his suit. There's only yeah. been a handful of times. There was the one time they went to a funeral and Barney wore sweats to the funeral because yeah. his thing is like suits are for like having fun. Yeah. And, and being awesome. Yeah. And the, so he wore sweats to a funeral and then he wears sweats because he has the yips. Uh, and that's it. Should we move on to how, uh, running, running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing? Yes. Um, that we got a legend. We sure did. I, I'm so glad you mentioned these because yeah. I like they, I don't even I, I forget to make note of them. Yeah. Yeah. He got a legend, but we did. He didn't follow through because he, he got the yips. He didn't know yeah, what to say. Um, obviously, fat phobia, which we've talked about in length. It's crazy how like it's on both shows. Really, it is rare to go ho- a whole episode yeah. without a fat joke. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, both and of these shows of, went ahead. like above and beyond this yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mentioned um, that Rhonda is a callback, like an actual mm-hmm. reference to like mm-hmm. not only that Barney lost his virginity to a woman who's older, but like he specifically calls her Rhonda, and so yeah, uh, I guess yeah. whoever was in charge of the show Bible, good good for you, for yeah, staying on track. Uh, should we go on to similarities and differences? Yeah, I have a few. Um, so. Oh. Even more specific than just the fat phobia, there was shame eating in both of the episodes yes. with Monica and Ted saying that he ended up eating the whole pizza out of shame yeah. um, after being winded. Yeah, I wrote um, that, that too. I also have uh, degenerate gambling, Rhonda, and um, little Sarah Tuttle's father. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bad then, role models. Of course... Christmas tree and winter bush. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, um, fear. So fear in the episode about the jobs, like you need to instill the fear. The fear, And then also Marshall more literally had the fear of Trish. Yeah, that's true. Um, I always see you're better at this segment than I am because you make it fun and you point out fun similarities. I'm always trying to like... But I'm usually trying to be like, okay, this is the segment where I'm going to try and get academic about the show's different philosophies. Oh, right. Or, and I'm but, like, Winterbush. But that's way more fun. Yeah. So the only thing I could have is that the both that I, that I could add is that um, both shows uh, took on the topic of like self improvement. Like mm. Rachel, like mm-hmm. looking for a yeah. better job. And of course, the How Many Mother Gang uh, getting in shape. Um, I think. I don't know. I'm someone who, I, like I said, I um, do you know exercise and work out. I try to eat healthy. I don't smoke or drink as much as I did even like 
a few years ago. Um, but I try not to like talk about it too much because there's a lot of toxicity around that sort yes. of like yes. uh, stuff. But um, I think with the Friends episode, um, it's interesting. There are times the the economy has gone up and down since this episode aired, and now the economy is in a very puzzling place. We're in a recession. Not officially. We are probably in a recession, yeah. but we need to go into the definition of recession. Let's right talk now. about it. Um, all right. It's two <laughs> consecutive quarters of yeah. economic slide. We've had one. If the numbers of our current quarter come in, if the GDP has slid again, well, then we are technically in a recession. But also, this is a weird recession because wages are going up and keep adding jobs. I mean, obviously, but part of that is because so many jobs were lost during the pandemic. Anyway. The economy is very weird right now. But uh, part of that is we've had this, you know, during the pandemic, there was, you know, the great resignation. There were so many people doing what Rachel did, like leaving jobs they didn't like and finding better jobs. But there have also been times in the past where I I would have been like, no, Rachel, don't leave your job until you, like, find another job, then quit your job. Yeah. You know, but uh, um, I think the show... As with one of my favorite episodes of the show so far, the one with five steaks and an eggplant, which is the one about how three of the friends have money and the other three don't. Like with that, I I like when a show is not fantastical about money. That right. like There's an awareness. Yeah. Rachel quitting her job has immediate in serious circumstances. She needs to find a job. She is desperate right. and, and freaking out. Right. Whereas sometimes you have these like shows where a character is like out of work or whatever, but then is still like going out to dinner and Just doing all kinds out. of stuff, whatever yeah. the, the show needs to do. And same with Joey. Do. He's working at a seasonal Christmas yeah. tree farm because yeah. he's, you know, because the jobs aren't need com- money. Yeah. 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 So he's, I, a, I, he's a struggling actor. He needs to make ends meet. So I think, um, all of these arguments you just said have really solidified my opinion on the next segment, which is playing favorites. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite episode of Friends. Me neither. It kind of, it wasn't up against stiff competition. This is not a great Holly Your Mother yeah. episode. It has some yeah. good stuff in it. You taught, you, you know, this show is still, in a way, kind of still in its prime or approaching its prime or around, like it's still... Prime adjacent. Yeah, there's still good stuff in every episode, but there yeah. was so much about this How Many Mother episode. It was just that, so gross. That yeah, it set my teeth on edge or whatever. Yep. The Friends episode, I wish it had been funnier. I didn't find it super funny, but stuff like the 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 characters' journeys, Rachel's especially, but I'm glad you mentioned Joey's. That's mm-hmm. a great touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, really made this episode um, uh, sing. Plus, it had. May Whitman. May Whitman yeah. and Romy Rosemont and what was her name? Kyla Pratt. Yeah. And Shelley Berman. Yeah. So yeah, star-studded episode. Well, let's uh, then move on to my favorite segment to introduce. Mm-hmm. It's a segment called, How Were We Doing? Mm-hmm. This is where we look at what was going on in the world the days these episodes aired. So, Friends, Season 3, Episode 10, The One Where Rachel Quits, aired on Thursday, December 12th. 1996. Um, and this was the day, let's see, there were some things that happened. Uh, there was an assassination attempt on Uday Hussein, one of Sa- Saddam Hussein's oh, wow. sons. Uh, I didn't know about that. 
Um, a British explorer named Sir Ranulph Fiennes. Ranulph. Ranulph? Yeah, not, not like Randolph. Randolph. Ranulph. R A N U L F. Ralph. That reminds me of, do you remember in Anchorman, the fake name that Ron Bregney makes up? Chim? Chim Richards? <laughs> yeah, Chim Richards. That's what Ranulph sounds like to yeah, me. Like it's it close to a yeah. real name, but yeah. not. Anyway, so Ranulph Fiennes abandoned his solo crossing of Antarctica on foot. After only crossing 25% of the continent because he had kidney stones. Oof. That's, I feel like, someday I'm going to get kidney stones. I don't know why I think that, but it's, it sounds awful. Mm-hmm. I had gallstones, I yeah. told you about this. But you don't have to pass those through your urethra. No, but it was very painful. Okay. Um, but do you know what was maybe the uh, most important thing that... That happened on um, Thursday, December 12th, 1996. Yeah. Lucas Hedges was born. Wow. Yeah. I like him. Me too. He's a a, a great actor. Um, Also, I don't really know who this is, but um, Morgan Eastwood, one of Clint Eastwood's kids, was born on this day. Hmm. So. um, And meanwhile, at the other... uh, um, sorry, I just got an important text. All right. Uh, season three, episode 10 of How I Met Your Mother, which was called The Yips, aired on Monday, November 26th, 2007. So we're still in November. Okay. Hopefully we'll get a Christmas episode this season. I, I don't know so, yet. yeah. Um, as far as things that happened. Oh, you know what? I actually skipped a really interesting one. Let me go back to 1996. Russia's, Russia's foreign minister, Yevgeny Primakov, announces Russia is to negotiate closer diplomatic relations with NATO. NATO still disapproves of Hungary and Poland becoming a part of NATO. It's just, there's so much going on with Russia and NATO right now, and it's worth noting, this is 1996, Hungary and Poland both joined NATO as full-time members in 1999. Hmm. I went to all the pr- trouble of researching that, and I forgot to mention it. So, uh, But what reminded me of it is that on... Monday, November 26th, 2007. Well, there's also some Russian news, which is... Um, what the hell? I just saw it. Uh, oh, the, this is the day... It's the day In 2007, the Federation Council of Russia, Russia, Russia sets March 2nd, 2008 as the date of the Russian presidential election, 2008. So this is when they set the date for the election. 2008 election was the year that... Um, Vladimir Putin, like, technically stopped being the leader of Russia and had, like, a Dmitry Medvedev, who was essentially, like, a puppet because, like, the Constitution wouldn't allow Putin to run again, so he, like... Found a way to... Yeah, which... um, What's his name? In um, Alabama, uh, George Wallace did the same thing where his wife was governor for a term just so he could, like, run again. Yeah. Um, No one notable that I know of was was born or or died um, on on this day. I'm jumping all across. I forgot to do the top five songs in December 1996. You did all this research beforehand. I think it hurt the segment. Yeah, I overthought it. Yeah. Okay, so 1996. December 12th, 1996. Top five songs in the U.S. Meryl Bainbridge's Mouth. En Vogue's Don't Let Go. And then in parentheses, Love. Uh, Keith Sweat's Nobody. Uh, Black Street's No Diggity. And at number one, Tony Braxton's 
Breathe again. No. Oh. Unbreak my heart. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, or Monday, November 26, 2007, the top five songs in the U.S. I'm sure I don't know them. Um, at number five, Colby Kelly's Bubbly. At number four, Flo Rida's Low. I don't... Did Flo Rida also do Right and Dirty? Uh, or is that someone else? I don't know. Because I know that song. Uh, number three, Timberland's Apologize. Number two, Chris Brown's Kiss Kiss. And at number one, Alicia Keys' No One. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry for that segment was a fucking mess. So inside my head. Yeah. Right? Yep. Well, let's move on to our final segment. And this is called Challenge Accepted. Okay. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on each episode, armed only with the knowledge of the episode title. But first, we have to look at how we did last week. Yeah. So last week, I said, Rachel discovers the one thing she's good at and quits the perk to seek out opportunities to do that one thing professionally. Yeah, and spot on. Bang on, as they would say in uh, Great British Bake Show. Yeah. So now that puts me ahead four to two. Yeah. Except you said... Barney's inside his head and off his game when it comes to scoring with the ladies. Also, yeah. So we killed it, but I'm still ahead by one. Now it's four to three on the season. Let's look at what's going to happen next week on the show. Now, can you vamp for us a little Ooh. bit? Ube, Moki, Pancake, and Waffle I thought mix. you were singing Ooh Baby. <laughs> Savory. Oh, everything but the bagel seasoned bite-sized crackers oh that sounds good buffalo style chicken dip chive rubbed cheddar why did you gasp because that sounds good chive rubbed cheddar not the buffalo style chicken dip no although you bought the vegan buffalo dip yeah that was trader joe's right it was that was really good it was really good but the fact that it's buffalo chicken dip like you dip something in Chicken? That's gross to me. Yeah, but it's not even a little bit unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, I would say chicken-based dip was a mainstay at family gatherings. I understand, like, chicken salad. But a dip? I guess it's like a pate. But you're just dipping, like, a cracker in it. Yeah. Why can't you have a... It's not a pate. It's not, like... Mealy? Gummy? Yeah, no, it's... A viscous, like, cheesy, or in this viscous? case... <laughs> what? You have a problem with the word viscous? Most dips are when viscous. When it comes with, like, when it comes from chicken. All right. Sorry. All right, season three, episode 11 of Friends is called The One Where Chandler Can't Remember Which Sister. The One Where Chandler Can't Remember Which Sister. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is... Because Chandler doesn't have a past of, like, being a ladies' man at all. So this isn't like, he's not like a Barney who's like, I don't even know which sister I slept with or whatever. It's not that. Mm-hmm. What I think it is, because Chandler's trying to, like, get back out there and everything, as we learned with, uh, what was her name? Uh, Magda or whatever her name was. Yeah. Uh, at the one with the football. Um, I'm going to say... Chandler meets a couple of sisters while he's out, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets some digits, mm. but he can't remember which one of the sisters gave him the digits. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say Chandler gets the digits 
of one of some sib hotties two <laughs> sexy sibs <laughs> okay sexy sibs <laughs> Thank you. Which my phone autocorrected to sins, sexy sins, <laughs> sexy sibs. Uh, but in the cold light of day, can't remember which of the two uh, was. Uh, what's the one I'm looking for? It's Paramore. It was no, it was gonna it was taken with was taken by his considerable charms. Okay. So that's what's gonna happen on the one where Chandler can't remember which sister. Okay. Now season three, episode eleven of How I Met Your Mother, if you'll hold on one second, is called The Platinum Rule. The Platinum Rule. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So this can be. So I'm thinking it's related to uh, like haircut, platinum blonde. And I'm going to say like the. Maybe I said it wrong. Okay. Maybe I, I pronounced it. It's just the platinum rule as opposed to the golden rule. You I know? See. I see. So, like, you sell 100,000 records, that record went gold. You sell right. a million records, that record went platinum. So, it's like, what's above the golden rule? I feel like I threw you off by over, like, emphasizing the platinum part of, of the name. Okay. Okay. Um, so let me think here. Um, what is this going to, I know that Barney has like all kinds of dumb rules. So. Are you Googling right now? No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, Is Natalie cheating under the the table? Is Natalie under the table and cheating? (laughs) So people refer to like platinum hair. It's like. Oh yeah. No, I knew exactly what you meant. And that's why I felt like I misled you by the way I said it. So So I felt like I had to clarify. So this is going to be one of Barney's rules, I think. Um, So if we're to consider the golden rule of treating others, how you'd want to be treated, um, this is going to be like um, sex up others, how you want to be sexed up. Oh, I love that. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, this is about Barney being a good lover, even though, as we've known from experience, like he's a, he, I, I can't imagine him. He's very selfish. I think yeah. he's a selfish lover. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be about Barney's lovemaking prowess. Do with that what you will. I'm saying, well, because I like the phrase you used. So I'm saying the rules according to Barney say one ought to sex up others as one would like to be sexed up in return. Yeah. Okay. 
I love it. We did it. We talked about both the shows. We're done for another week. We can enjoy our new guest bedroom, I guess. Yeah. Um, it ceases to be a podcasting suite when I hit uh, a podcasting studio, rather, when I hit stop. Uh, in the meantime, you can find this episode wherever you found it, but continue to do so. You can also leave comments. You can find a post for every episode at battleshipretention.com. That's also where you can find movie reviews and podcasts about movies and all kinds of movie-related stuff at battleshipretention.com, um, including some um, some great Patreon content, by the way, uh, patreon.com slash battleshipretention. But also, up, uh, upcoming, you'll have a couple of episodes about uh, San Diego Comic-Con. We're going to Comic-Con. Mm. I'm saying, Natalie, you and I are going to Comic-Con. Yeah, we are. And we're not doing... I wish we were doing a the one where I met your mother panel at Comic-Con. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, or a meetup. A meetup, Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you see us, say or, say yeah. hi. Say how you doing. If you if you yes, see us, yes. And <laughs> listeners, if you're going to Comic Con, let us know. Yeah. So we'll be at Comic Con, and there's be some episodes up about that at Battleship Retention. You can leave comments um, on this the post for this episode. There. You can also um, the way Jackson did. You can reach out on Twitter or um, the way we might honestly prefer um, the way. Um, Helliar did. You can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Yeah. That's how you can you can find us. Um, and you can email me at David If you're gonna send an email, send it to the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Uh, Natalie, where do you want people to track you down on the internet? I don't want them to. But this is a fun opportunity. You can name a segment for us. Help us name our segment about yeah. motifs. Running themes, gags. Running we gags. need like an umbrella. Yeah. Yellow umbrella, <laughs> the yellow umbrella segment. Okay. All right. That's we're gonna workshop that. That's a beta. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let us know what you think of that. Yeah. Um, if you like this episode, tell your friends, tell your mothers, subscribe, rate, review, help other listeners find us. Until next time, see you at Total Rip Fitness. <laughs>